With the recent sad demise of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II, people around the world have been remembering and commemorating her life. One of the points that has been coming up a great deal is about her character, or should I say strength of character. For example, her respect for others, her ability to embrace change, her fortitude and faith in times of difficulty, and one of the most admired qualities, her sense of humour and infectious smile. So this got the team thinking about strength of character and its importance. What do we mean when we talk about good character or strength of character? Has there been a diminishing concept of character or the idea that strength of character is no longer important? What kind of role models do we have who we can aspire to who have a good character? What is it about some people's character that makes them so appealing to be around and makes one want to emulate them? And how does faith affect strength of character? Can this strength actually help us in our daily life? And can it give us inner peace? Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you, and welcome to the Pathway to Peace on the Voice of Islam Radio, a show where we take an analytical look at how we can achieve peace, whether that be political peace, economic peace, societal peace, or perhaps the most important of them all, inner peace. I'm your host, Tafi Khan, a comparative religious studies teacher and mother of three. And joining me today to discuss this issue are Reem Shreki, a life devotee of the Amdiya Muslim community and mother of three, and Sabia Iqbal, a university chaplain. Assalamu alaikum and welcome, ladies. So let's get straight into it. What do we actually mean when we talk about character or strength of character? And is it even important to consider this topic? In the modern age? Um, thank you, um, Sister Hafia. Um, according to the Oxford Dictionary, um, one's character is defined as the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. So that's the mental and moral qualities. And so we all, like having a personality, have a character too. Hmm. So often when um, you know describing others and when people may describe us, they may allude to someone's personality and someone's behavior, um, you know, when, when they meet them or when they, when they talk about them. And these descriptions stem from the perception of one's character. Okay. And I think it's important to note that, you know, at different stages of our life, you know, we aspire to having different character traits. So as we go through the emotions of, you know, who we might follow or are influenced by, um, you know, when we're young, we're influenced by the adults that we're growing up with you know or you know who or what we're exposed to whether that's you know through television and cartoons or books and as a teenager our experiences through school and university shape the dimensions of our mind as well as we transition into adulthood adult yeah. as well yeah and I think that you know we're always invited to reflect on who we want to be known as and and you know how we can improve ourselves and reprove ourselves as well and our character is continuously evolving and growing and hopefully going from strength to strength so to answer your question, I think that having a good personality and sense of character, um, good, a good one, but also one that is strong, you know, strong, that it's magnetic and it's genuine and it's authentic, really determines how we're perceived in the world today. And, and I think in this modern age, uh, you know, our strength of character can really define how successful we are as well and how successful we go on to being. Um, yeah. So I think it's really important in this modern age. Yeah, definitely. And I think talking about, you know, that idea of success, I think it's really important. We're going to look at that in a little bit more detail later as well. Um, Sister Reem, what do you think about this? 
I will speak about it from, you know, the Islamic perspective. Hmm. So the strength of character in accordance to Islam is to be able to follow practically all the teachings of God Almighty in all aspects of your life. Hmm. As the more a person adheres to the teachings of Allah and tries to strengthen the bond with him, the stronger he or she becomes as they will entrust all of their affairs to Allah and they place their trusts in him, knowing that he will choose the best for them in every matter and at every moment mm. in their lives. Yeah. So also, you know, Islam praised and um, commended the strong believer and described him as being better and more beloved to Allah than the weak believer. As the Holy Prophet, peace and the blessings of Allah be upon him, stated, a strong believer is better and dearer to Allah than a weak one, and both are good. So this includes, in fact, all types of strength, and it is not limited to physical strength only. So strength may be in secular or religious knowledge, mental strength, self-esteem, but of course without you know, becoming arrogant, and um, success at work or anything else. You know. So according to the Islamic teaching, we have to be strong and successful in life. That's, that's, I mean, I've heard this uh, saying, um, a strong believer is better mm -hmm. and dearer to Allah than a weak one, and both are good. Um, but I've never uh, thought of it in that way, that this strength is not just um, about your physical yeah, well-being, exactly. but actually every aspect of one's life, um, to be strong in that is much better than to be weak in that. So that that's really eye-opening. So, so what I'm hearing at the moment is, I mean, from both of you, is that this idea of strength of character um, means that you have this sort of uh, a resilient nature to an extent. Um, you know, you have an understanding of moral values. And I really like this description um, that it's a sense of self-esteem without arrogance. So having that self-esteem, but not being arrogant with it. Um, and I'd also like to add, I think it's a quality of, you know, self-worth and confidence, but that comes again with um, kindness and tolerance as well. Um, so, so I think all of those are, are, are really important points. But but saying that, you know, is this idea of, we're saying it's important, but is it a dying trait? Is strength of character a dying trait? I mean, if we look around us, um, you know, at social media platforms, it's not hard to see that there's been like a seismic shift um, in outlook amongst the population. Um, you know, we're, we're in what we would describe as the century of the self, you know, concentrating on oneself only. So is there a need um, for us to work on our character, you know, in the way that, that you've just described? Do we actually need to do that, Reem? Yeah, of course, definitely. Because, you know, let's look at small, you know, senses, let's say. So we know that there is increase in mental health issues mm, globally, true. not in one country, you know. So it's estimated that, uh, that one in seven, so it's like 14 percent, 10 to 19 years old mm. experience mental health conditions, yet these remain largely unrecognized and untreated. This is according mm. to WHO in 2021. Yeah. And also we have social issues, we have anxiety. It is estimated that 3.6% of 10 to 14 years old and 4.6% of 15 to 19 years old experience an anxiety disorder. And in any given week in England, six in 100 people will be diagnosed with a generalized uh, anxiety disorder. Mm. Uh, I think it's, uh, these figures are really quite, um, uh, you know, important 
to consider, I think, when we're talking about strength of character. And I think it's something that um, ties in with uh, anxiety as well. So in the UK, over 8 million people are experiencing um, an anxiety disorder at any one time. Um, and that's taken from the Mental Health um, UK um, organisation. And then also less than 50% of people with generalised anxiety disorder access treatment. Um, and I think that's really important uh, that we, um, as a chaplain, certainly in my role, it's something that I always um, am, am conscious of, is that, you know, there are those who will speak up about what they are experiencing. And there's so many people who won't necessarily, who haven't identified actually that, or made the connection perhaps that some of the symptoms that they are experiencing um, of, of poor mental health um, is related to anxiety and, and yeah. that, that, it's, that it could be a disorder. Um, and I estimated 822,000 workers are affected by work-related stress as well, depression, uh, anxiety again every year, according to the Health and Safety Executive. Um, so I think these, these figures are, uh, you know, really quite um, worrying. They're, yeah, they're worrying and, and we wonder why they're happening. And, and I think that, you know, we've had many shows on these kind of issues and there's lots of reasons for these happening. Um, and also, I think another another huge issue in today's society is this I, this problem of low tolerance. You know, everybody's got this sort of low tolerance threshold and and this kind of linked to this sort of toxic behavior, toxic friendships, cancel culture. You know, this idea that, you know, you don't have toler you don't you don't tolerate what people are saying about you. You put yourself online, you put yourself out there, and then you can't tolerate if somebody comes back and says something negative about you, um, and somebody cancels you. So you know those kind of things I think are very um, prevalent in society, and I think they link to the the statistics that you and Reem that um, have just given um, about sort of anxiety disorders, about depression, about all these kind of issues that are going on in society. But you know. <laughs> People might say, but what's the link, right? Is there a link between these issues that you've just described and strength of character? Yeah, um, I think it could be said that with, with strength of character that, um, as you mentioned actually earlier as well, that those with a strength of character could be considered to be more resilient and therefore mm. less likely to suffer from, you know, the, the kind of ill effects that we've mentioned. Mm. But I think it's really, um, in my own opinion, I think it's really um, resilience is really contextual mm. um, I think we as you've said as well we all have a threshold uh, for our virtues okay mm. and in the same way we also have a breaking point which may be characterized as, as vices that we might have yeah um, and that we, we have both we have virtues and those vices as well and I think the the attention towards them and the work that we need to do on those okay is what um really helps to start define our strength of character or just our character to begin with and then as we kind of up our game our strength of character as well I think um, so I think it's not a dying trait I think it's something mm. that we need to um, we all need to work on um, but I think there's different um, understandings of how we can work on those as well mm. um, research has shown that those with strength of character good character have happy successful fulfilling lives mm. and I think it's important um, and probably apt to mention here as well um, Steve seven habits um, of highly effective people yeah. Um, and those habits I'll share in just a moment, but they encourage us to aim, um, you know, to adjust our character so that the world um, also sees us in a positive way, uh, in mm. a positive paradigm. 
Um, and, the, and, and sorry, just sorry, interrupting you, but talking about highly effective people. So that means you're talking about people in the modern world who are going to be effective within society. Right. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it's very relevant to to this day and age, not just yeah. something. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, sorry. Carry on. Yeah. And, and these um, habits aren't static necessarily. Mm. So, I mean, I'll run through them to be proactive, um, begin with the end in mind. So that end goal in mind as well. Mm. Um, number two. And number three is uh, put first things first. OK. Four, I uh, think win win. So always, tr- you know, try and think about mutual beneficial outcomes and solutions to things. Mm. Um, the fifth one is seek to understand, uh, then to be understood. I think that one's really important. I think most people, um, you know, listen with an intent to reply rather than actually listen. Mm. Um, so it's really important, you know, seek uh, first, understand, then uh, to be understood. Um, number six is synergize, you know, try and find um, commonality and find ways to be able to work on things uh, together or find solutions together. Mm-hmm. And number seven is, um, which is quite interesting, sharpen the saw if you want to keep sawing. So it's important to remember that if you want to keep developing, um, mm-hmm. we've got to keep training ourselves and kind of self-regulating ourselves and to keep, um, to, to keep ourselves sharp as well going forward. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and, and all these things are so relevant um, in this day and age. Everybody, everybody is focusing on wanting to be effective. Everybody is focusing on um, wanting to be successful. And so by keeping these things in mind and by, um, like you were saying, developing your character, working through um, strengthening certain aspects of your character and using this kind of model to do that um, is, is very, very relevant in this day and age. So, um, so you're you're listening to the Pathway to Peace on the Voice of Islam radio station, and today we're discussing the concept of strength of character, and if it is a key to success. So, coming from um, a faith background, um, we know that building or strengthening our character is one of the roles that religion, you know, has played a symbolic part in throughout the ages, and we also know that through the example of numerous prophets that their strength of character was what enabled them to handle everything that life threw at them and also made them those individuals that, you know, conscious, diligent, pious people wanted to be around and wanted to emulate. And um, I think it's really important to reflect on, you know, where they got their message from too um, and what was contained within those messages. So could you maybe, you know, give some examples of religious guidance that were aimed at strengthening our character um, Sabiha? Yeah, sure. Um, so one of the um, examples I, I was thinking of and I uh, thought to share as well um, is from classical Confucian, Confucian, Confucianism. Confucianism, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> it is, absolutely. Um, so I appreciate you helping me there. Um, I think it presents man as a creation of God rather than just a product of unconscious nature. The ultimate goal in attaining knowledge um, of one's own nature is to attain harmony with God. Um, And this is the ultimate um, of man's vision um, of heaven as well. This kind of uh, finding that peace, um, you know, uh, in in a state of heaven. Um, And this belief um, in Confucianism is quite similar to the Quranic teaching uh, in presenting man as having been created according to God's attributes. So it's mentioned in the Holy Quran in chapter 30, verse 31. And follow the nature attributes of Allah after which he fashioned all mankind, mm. end quote, um, which I thought was really beautiful because the attributes of God, as we know, and different names of God, um, it, a source of peace, the loving, uh, the, the bountiful, um, the names of God also help us to uh, form not just a relationship with God Almighty, 
um, but also um, the the understanding of those attributes, as God has said in the Holy Quran, help mm. us to to know how we should behave and yeah. how um, you know God wants us to behave as well. How, to, how we should develop our character. Absolutely, right? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. In an article which was mentioned, um, was taken from the Weekly Wisdom blog. Um, the article titled "The Most Important uh, Thing in Life," um, written by Alex Shen. Um, uh, the the kind of character um he mentions is arguably the most important thing in life because it determines how we think which then determines how we speak and act uh, which then determines the result we get in life as well as mentioned earlier mm. um, if you want to have a good happy and successful life we need to build that our character as well and the blog article focuses on five character traits taken from the confucian classic um, guide to happy life um, and that talks about cultivating five virtues from childhood through everyday mm. actions that we should try um, and align um, ourselves to these virtues. And I'll, I'll mention these really briefly. Filial piety is number one, which means being respectful and dutiful towards parents and those, you know, who are within um, our kind of near and dear kind of within our family um, mm. to be respectful to our elders as, as being the first most important point. Um, second is carefulness. Thirdly, truth, uh, trustworthiness. Uh, fourthly, loving and kind, loving kindness. And fifthly, humility. Mm. I think these are really important. And these, you know, obviously there are links here to how we, um, as Muslims, are also encouraged to behave, mm. and also um, the kind of attributes we should reflect. I thought it was really interesting that there are other um, religion, there are other religions as well that um, pay such heed to. Um, having uh, strong character traits as well. I think a really interesting one there, because I think some of those, I think we, we would just take for granted sort of trustworthiness and humility. But I think this idea of filial piety is, mm. um, you know, it's it's so important. And yet it's something that people kind of forget about this idea of, you know, being respectful and dutiful to, to elders and looking after your elders and, and um, taking care of them. And, you know, I think it's something that we forget about um, often, especially in sort of modern society. So I think that's, it's lovely that those is, that is actually one of the five virtues, one of the most important five virtues that has come out in, in this particular, um, uh, this particular article. So I think that's really nice. Yeah. Um, another one that we've also, um, having a look at as well, um, is the mosaic law, the commandments in the mosaic law are really interestingly as well, that, um, we shall have no God uh, no other gods before me thou shalt you know not make um any uh, graven images um you know that thou shalt not take the name of um the lord in, in vain remembering the day of sabbath um but also honoring your father and mother mm. thou shalt not kill thou shalt not commit adultery um thou, thou shalt not steal thou shalt not uh, bear false witness um and the tenth one you shall not um covet and i think it's really important that different religions have given guidance okay so through um through different religions as muslims we understand that there has been guidance to help us to know how to be in society how to be with one another um and what our responsibilities are as well and that actually we will be um accountable as well i think there's an accountability there um which is um something that we pick up through uh, you know different religions yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, you've spoke about um, the Mosaic law. And if, if you go on to look at um, Christianity, for example, um, I think 
Christianity is probably most well known for the concept of forgiveness, um, this idea of turning the other cheek, um, you know, forgiving those that trespass against you. Um, and, you know, Prophet Jesus, um, Jesus, peace be upon him, um, you know, put this forward so much so that uh, I think that we we see it as a different aspect of uh, law from from the mosaic law is in fact it's actually part of the mosaic law but it was emphasized so much more within christianity um and there are many reasons that, that we think um that that is um one one of the things which um the prophet jesus says peace be upon him is that you know it says that but i tell you do not resist an evil person if anyone slaps you on the right cheek turn to them the other cheek also and if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. So, you know, without doubt, you know, all of the prophets of God, I think, um, spoke about sort of kindness, but seeing, um, you know, Jesus taught, you know, that kind of greater kindness. Um, mm. And when um, we look at that and we look at the teachings of other prophets as well, and, and later on we'll talk about um, uh, the promised Messiah, um, peace be upon him, um, uh, we will see how he also um, expanded this this teaching as well. Um, Reem, uh, any ideas that you have here? You know, of course, the Holy Prophet of Islam, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, taught us to be, you know, tolerant, to forgive, to be patient. And, you know, it came to my mind one story which shows his uh, forbearance and tolerance. And at the same time, you know, these kinds of attributes um, can, you know, lead people to recognize that this man is truthful and that he is really a prophet of Allah. Mm. So this story which came to my mind is about um, a notable Jewish scholar of Medina at the time of the Holy Prophet. His name was Zayd ibn Sa'na. And once the Holy Prophet took a loan from him and to help other people, you know, and promised to pay it back on a certain day. Mm. So two or three days before the due date, Zayd approached the Holy Prophet who was with his other companions sitting in the mosque. So he came to the Holy Prophet and grabbed him by his collar and angrily said, Oh Muhammad, why don't you pay off my Jew? Mm -hmm. So here, you know, one of the companions of the Holy Prophet, Hadrat Umar, who later became the second caliph in Islam, he got extremely angry and shouted at Zayd. The Holy Prophet, peace and the blessings of Allah be upon him, who was looking at Zayd quietly and patiently, he said, even though, as I mentioned, the due date was not yet arrived. So he said to, to uh, Hazrat Umar, oh, Umar, we don't need this. I was more in need of your advice on paying off his loan well and dealing with him uh, courteously. Mm -hmm. Then the Holy Prophet told, uh, you know, Hazrat Umar to pay off Zayd's loan and to give him 20 extra sa'a. One sa'a is about three kilos. Eight. So he told, he told him, you have to pay him now extra over his loan because you have frightened him. Then Umar, uh, may Allah be pleased with him, carried out the order of the Holy Prophet. And uh, upon this, Zayd asked him if he recognized him. He said no. Then Zayd revealed his name. Then Umar asked the scholar of the Jewish, what made you then behave and speak with the Holy Prophet as you did? Then he replied, oh, Umar. I recognized all of the signs of the prophethood upon seeing the face of Muhammad, except two signs that were not immediately evident. One, that his forbearance would precede his rashness. 
and that his forbearance would increase upon encountering excessive rashness. Now I have recognized these two signs as well. Bear witness, O Omar, I'm pleased with Allah as my Lord, with Islam as my religion, and with Muhammad as my prophet. Also bear witness that I give half of my wealth, and I have plenty of wealth in charity to the nation of Muhammad, peace and the blessings of Allah. Oh, wow. So, so he... Basically, the, this this person wanted to actually witness this characteristic, exactly. and he went through the motions of this this whole episode of you know the lending of the money and then um, asking for the money earlier in order to see whether or to not the reaction, um, of the, Holy the reaction, yeah, to, yeah. And, and and then as a result of that reaction, and it was a result of the the forbearance of the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of God be upon him, he actually accepted Islam. Islam exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you see, and I think, and I think this is, this is so important that when we look at, um, you know, obviously we are coming from um, the Islamic faith. So we, we look at the characteristics of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of God be upon him um, as, as the final characteristics that we, we need to follow. But when we go back and we look at all of the other prophets that we believe in, all of the other faiths, we, we find um, those same characteristics, we find those same qualities, and we find the those are, the, are some of the things that actually pull people towards that individual um, and make people want to copy them and want to emulate them and want to be with them. So I, I think it's really important when we look at issues like character that we, we do a look at a broad spectrum and we look at different people in different societies um, and whether or not those characteristics and those traits are similar, different, um, and and whether or not they're, they're going to be something worth following in our life. Um, but, but you know, at the same time, um, what we can say is that, you know, this, this religion and, and strength of character, you know, is it still pivotal um, as a tool in helping mankind now to navigate life? Mm-hmm. Sabiha? Uh, yes, I think uh, it's uh, absolutely a pivotal tool. Um, and I think that's, that's also why, um, you know, some of the issues that we mentioned earlier, like anxiety and depression um, and so on, um, that we see so prevalent today. Um, I think that the that some of the solutions uh, to that, to those uh, issues as well, can be sought in, um, you know, structure or organised religion. Mm. I think it's, um, and I think that um, I certainly speak, you know, from, from, from a personal example that, you know, really helps me to, self-regulate um to think about the um the the characteristics that i have already and how i uh, nurture them and how i will you know kind of improve them as well and i think um just what you've said as well about religion um religion as we know at different times there's been different religions in the world and it's almost like they've been on a continuum and mm. in the same way our character character as well through life is on a continuum as well it's uh, you know we we develop our characteristics uh, throughout our life as well. Mm. Um, so research shows that knowing and using your character strengths and knowing them is really important. Um, and that comes from self-reflection and self-regulation as well. And I think that's something that certainly Islam, for me, invites me to do 
mm. um, on a daily basis. You know, we pray five times a day and each time we pray, we're allowed, we're encouraged to kind of stop, pause, give thanks, reflect on what we've done. Mm. Um, and also at different times of the year, you know, as a Muslim uh, during Ramadan, I'm invited to, um, you know, take part in Ramadan and use it as a training period. So I think there are, there are things within Islam that invite me to, kind of um, see where my character is and understand my character as well mm. and research shows that knowing and using your character strengths can really help you increase happiness and well-being mm. and find meaning and purpose as well um, it can really help boost relationships um, manage stress and health as we've said as well um, and accomplish your goals and I think it's important uh, to to know that you know the, the idea is is to find one's character strength and to kind of use those to also navigate through your life as well, to understand what your calling is perhaps and to navigate through your life. And um, the VA Institute on Character Research states that workers who use four or more of their signature strengths at work have more positive work experiences and report that work is that they um is uh, that their work is a calling in their life as well. Mm. Um, and I think that that's something that um you know, when it comes to career choices as well, it's um, sometimes we don't know exactly what we want to do, but actually it's through the our character and the, the perceived character by other people, okay, mm-hmm. um, that helps us to navigate uh, our life as well and make those okay. choices. So, and, and you're saying that actually when we recognise and, and um, find those character strengths that we have mm-hmm. that actually helps us to have a more positive working life, just as much as, as a personal life, um, yep. which is something that the, the VIA Institute on Character, their research has actually shown that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think, I think that's a really important point that we use those characteristics for, um, you know, in order to help in all aspects of our life, linked back to that, that strength that we mentioned at the beginning, that, you know, having that strength in all aspects of your life, not just um, physical strength, but, you know, emotional strength, mental health, um, all of those aspects of strength. Um, Reem, what, what are your opinions on, on, on this issue about whether or not, you know, this is sort of a pivotal aspect mm-hmm. of our life, our character? So definitely so many people moved away from religion, but there are still millions around the world who classify themselves as religious. Mm. And the studies and the statistics have proven that a religious person is happier than a non-religious one. So uh, the true believer also, according to Islam, is distinguished by steadfastness in hardship as well as in ease, as the Holy Prophet of Islam has said. Mm. And the true believer is also characterized with self-control at anger. And Mm. the Holy Prophet, again, peace and the blessings of Allah be upon him, again said, the strong man is not the one who is good at wrestling, but the strong man is the one who controls himself in a fit of anger, of rage. So uh, the believer has always a positive personality. The Holy Prophet of Islam said, I like a good omen. So always look at things, you know, with uh, positive things. Positiveness, yeah. Yeah. Moreover, the true Muslim is not motivated by carnal desires or selfish, uh, selfish desires. Rather, his personality is characterized by rationality and prudence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I want to mention Hazrat Ali, the fourth caliph in Islam. He once delivered a sermon about the, characteristic of, the characteristics of righteous uh, person. And it's known in history as Khutbat al-Muttaqin, the sermon of the righteous. 
So he mentioned many qualities of the character of the righteous person. For example, he said, he has a strength. He speaks here, of course, about the righteous. He has a strength in religion, determination along with leniency, faith with conviction, eagerness in seeking knowledge in forbearance, moderation in richness, devotion in worship, gracefulness in starvation, endurance in hardship, desire for the lawful, the pleasure in guidance, and hatred for greed. He performs virtuous deeds, but still feels uh, afraid. In the evening, he is anxious to offer thanks to Allah. In the morning, his anxiety is to remember Allah. His hopes are simple. His shortcomings are few. His heart is fearing. His spirit is contented. His meal is small and simple. His religion is safe. His desires are dead. And his anger is suppressed. Indecent speech is His words are lenient. His evils are non-existent. His virtues are ever-present. His good is ahead, and mischief has turned its face from him. He is dignified during calamities, patient in distresses, and thankful during ease. Oh, and wow. it is a long, long sermon and very beautiful, you know, about how the righteous person should be and what are his characteristics and the qualities. And, and, you know, when when you read that, uh, Reen, it gave me goosebumps. I mean, just, just, you know, having all of those characteristics there. And not only, I think, it's not just about the characteristics, about, it's about when you use them. So, you know, talking, for example, saying, you know, gracefulness in starvation, yeah. um, endurance in hardship. So yeah. it's about you know, recognizing the characteristics, developing those characteristics. And then what it actually means is, is what, what is a strong character is a person that uses those particular qualities and virtues that, you know, Sabiha mentioned earlier as well, um, at the appropriate time. Um, and, you know, and then, and also, you know, trying to strive to get away from those vices, um, which is also an aspect of a good character. Is it's focusing on trying to make sure that you don't commit those things which would affect your peace of mind, basically affect affect the peacefulness within you. Um, and I think you know, just having and it, like you said, it's 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 long, but it's beautiful because it really uh, gets to the crux of the matter. I believe. Um, so thank you, thank you for that, Reem. So you know. I think this is really important. I think as we we are coming uh, from a faith perspective um, and people from a faith perspective um, will kind of get this, I think. But then, you know, why is it then that still some people, you know, don't understand the importance of this? You know, the idea that strength of character is, is still important within society, not only important in society, but it's actually important for one's own peace of mind. Why is it that people are still not getting that? Sabiha? Mm-hmm. I think there's um, more, perhaps more empathy and attention given um, when one doesn't have um, good mental health. Um, and I think this, there's, there's more, um, you know, have, having, so having good moral qualities, not given the same due care and attention, in my opinion. And I think this is quite true in my experience as a chaplain as well. So um, mental health and the language around mental health 
um, is is kind of more um, not just spoken about but more recognizable I think medically mm. and scientifically the language about the symptoms of poor mental health whether that's stress anxiety depression egotism narcissism narcissism etc is academically and socially recognized and referred to as as descriptive of someone's behavior mm. however to speak medically or scientifically about symptoms of poor men- moral health okay I think it's it's less heard of and mm. it goes unchecked almost and I think you know as a Muslim chaplain I, I strongly feel that through um uh, my work um I've I, I've with students particularly I think when you can uh, encourage the exercising and training for strong mental where you can you kind of you know encourage training for strong mental traits um we can exercise and train also for strong moral traits as well mm-hmm. Um, and I think strong mental and moral traits kind of amalgamated is how, you know, people perceive us, you know, having good mental health and having good moral um, characteristics as well is what kind of defines us as a whole um, uh, in terms of what how people perceive our strength of character. Um, and there was an article on Very Well Mind which kind of um, highlighted what those, what is strength of character? What are those um, kind of amalgamated um, descriptions of, of positive characteristics? Mm. And we've spoken about truthfulness already, but also wisdom and courage, you know, justice mm. and temperance. Um, I think that there is perhaps less um, of attention perhaps given to the importance of developing our moral strength. Um, mm. uh, and I think how that leads to peace of mind um, as well. Okay, so so what you're saying is that actually um, the problem in society today, or one of the issues in society, is that that mental health has become very talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, we we talk about it. We we have a lot of language associated with it. We understand it. I mean, we had stats that we talked about a little bit earlier as well. Um, but this idea of moral health is something that we've kind of forgotten to talk about, mm-hmm. um, and, and people don't necessarily understand what that is even in in today's society but actually without both of those things um I think this is what you're saying without both of those things you don't have strength of character Mm -hmm. so you need both of those aspects you need to have mental strength and um moral strength as well or good moral health as well both of those things together um help you to have strength of character and that that strength of character then helps you to be resilient against all of those other things that are coming and facing us in society is that is that kind of what you're saying? Sophia? I agree. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I understand what you're saying. And I think I think that's really important um, that we recognize that there is this I think there is this shortcoming in society that we we've stopped focusing on this idea of moral health. Um, but, but, but what we do know within society, and we've spoken about this earlier, is that, that you know, people, even though they might not be talking about moral health, they are still looking, um, you know, for role models. They are still looking for people um, and personalities um, that, you know, emulate or and, and model strength of character. You know, those people who would have um, good mental health and good moral health. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're still looking for those people. And I think it's, as humans, we still kind of need um, someone to aspire to. Do you think that's right? I agree with you. I think um, it's almost inherent within uh, within us. It's our condition that we we seek out good people and even the good in people as well. And I think like a magnet, we're attracted to those people who, you know, who have strong or kind, compassionate, you know, personalities. And I think um, at the forefront for us are 
perhaps celebrities, um, politicians, perhaps even, or other famous people because of the nature of, you know, how we connect to those around us. Um, we learn from television, from film, you know, from internet. On um, the internet, you know, it could be Netflix or YouTube or TikTok. We, we, we are absorbing um, the kind of character, understanding and absorbing the different character traits of those, those who we engage with. Mm. through the medium uh, mediums that are available to us and some of these people can lead us um you know in a positive way but in other cases they can even mislead us to having kind of unrealistic um goals as well you know perhaps um materialism uh, becomes more prevalent within our um conscious mm. uh, i think people may not intentionally seek out um celebrities as role models um or, or people to kind of aspire to but um you know there, there's that saying that goes that you know um, you know who you uh, surround yourself with is is the and the qualities of people that you surround yourself with you start to emulate as well um, that's why it's really important to think about the company that you keep to and I think it can be really dangerous uh, if we're influenced by people who uh, perhaps don't hold positive character traits etc mm -hmm. I think the holy prophet of Islam also you reminded me with this uh, saying of the holy prophet he said man follows um, his friends ways so you should be careful who you take for yes. friends. Yes. And also in the Gospel of Matthew, in uh, the New Testament, we read that the tree is known by its fruit. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, these these are proper, I mean, we, we have the, the common proverb, you know, man is judged by the company he keeps. Uh, something that um, I think parents often say to their children when they're worried about the kind of friends that they have and, and things like that. So maybe not so much used today, but it, it's still quite a common proverb. So yes, I think definitely, um, you know, being influenced by those, by those people and being surrounded with people um, who have good qualities and good character traits can actually help you to develop those strengths that we're talking about. But when you have role models who maybe are striving for something different, uh, maybe like you said to be here like materialism and um and I think I, I think I mean you mentioned politicians but I think even even you know in this day and age I mean everything that's happening at the moment um in this day and age we, we're even seeing that you know politicians aren't having those kind of character strengths that you know were previously considered I think very vital within the political society mm -hmm. um and I think maybe in, in the modern age we're not seeing that as much as we used to so you know those those are things to keep in mind when somebody is trying to think about choosing appropriate role models um in order to improve yourself who are you going to look to who are you going to get guidance from and I think it's just the the base of it is is that we do you know whether we um fight hard not to I think mm. through our lives we we do try to aspire you know to mm. someone or another um you know through um different ages it will be different um characters different yeah. um you know different people definitely definitely so um you're listening to the pathway to peace on the voice of Islam radio station and today we're we've been discussing um strength of character and um how it is a key to success so you know staying with this, this this idea of role models you know so if if um if role models you know that people are aspiring to don't have those kind of moral qualities with that kind of moral health that are actually beneficial for us as individuals like some of the people you were saying um on you know instagram or tv shows or whatever um then then who actually you know, should we be aspiring to? Who should we try to emulate in order to help us have that, um, you know, good mental health and also good moral health? 
thoughts mm. we have? I think as a Muslim, I think we know that the character of prophets that we've mentioned earlier as well, and many others, isn't outdated and uh, I think is still the ultimate example to follow when trying to improve one's character. I think that's my my personal view and mm. my, my kind of practical uh, professional view as well. Mm. And I think that um, through that that sense of fulfillment uh, we have when we have um, that, that, that faith as well um, in God, um, but also in, in the religion, um, that God has sent, then we, we almost have this, um, understanding of what path we're on. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and that actually, this is, um, we, we can, um, check back and see whether we're um on the right track or not mm. um when we don't have good uh, you know when we don't have good character when we perhaps are doing something or um one of our actions or we're saying something that um is not as instructed or prescribed um through religion i think we we know within ourselves we don't feel the best within ourselves and it starts to affect our moral and mental health as well mm. uh, which is linked as we said earlier to our inner peace um, so I think that um, it, in terms of aspiring, for me personally, I think it's important to aspire to um, those individuals that God has also selected um, mm. and told us that, um, uh, you know, uh, and, and sent his message um, through them as well uh, mm. as to how we should conduct our lives. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's so true. So I just wanted to, to go back for a second to to look at the Veer Institute. You mentioned the Veer Institute on character earlier. Um, and and I, when I was looking at the Institute, I thought it was really interesting. It teaches that there are um, 24 basic strength, character strengths, right? So um, for example, we have um, bravery, curiosity, forgiveness, fairness, honesty, humor, you know, and there are, there are 24, um, you know, and those can be further, you know, broken down into smaller sections as well. And what the Veer Institute was saying um, with all their research is that, you know, every individual actually possesses, you know, all the 24 character strengths, but um, we all possess them in different degrees. So this gives each, you know, in, individual person a unique sort of character strengths profile, if you'd like. Um, and then, you know, if, if you focus on nurturing these strengths, it helps you to kind of lead um, a more fulfilling life. This is what the Veer Institute says. And so that... By focusing on those character strengths, nurturing them um, and, and sort of leading you to fulfill your life in a better way, that actually harnesses, you know, that inner peace that you just, you know, mentioned, Sabia, that focusing on that inner peace um, because you have those character strengths and you're trying to work on those. But actually what I thought was really um, interesting, I mean, linked to this, what I thought was really interesting was, and I wanted your view on this, is, is this idea of these 24 character strengths. So, you know, I've mentioned some of them. Do, do you, you know, the prophets of God that you mentioned, um, you know, the people that we aspire to be like, the, those that are close to God, um, you know, we aspire to be like them in order for us to also try to like harness that inner peace. Do they display more of these characteristics than others? What do you think? Um, I think uh, absolutely. I think if we look at the, the role models that, um, you know, we've spoken about that we have, as people of faith, um, you know, those being the prophets of God, they're pious individuals, you know, who um, were and were close to God. And I think some of them, um, you know, as, as we've said earlier as well, they can be recognized. Um, uh, we recognize their characteristics um, as being those that we we need to emulate and mm -hmm. them being at uh, a level that we strive to be at. 
yeah. that's, that's our kind of challenge. Yeah. And I think, and, and, and I think, I mean, looking at it, you know, when, if you go through the list, I'm not going to read the whole list out now, but I think if we were to go through the list, we could, um, you know, we could tick off every single one mm-hmm. if Absolutely. we look at the prophets of God. Um, so where it says that we all have these character strengths, but we have, we have them in different degrees. When we look at the prophets, we actually see that they have them, all of them in, you know, a very high degree. So it makes them those people that, that, that also had inner peace and that can help us to get get that inner peace if we follow and, and copy their examples. Uh, Reem, did you have any um, examples that you want to give there? I want to speak about the strength of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him in accordance to the Holy Quran. As Allah stated, verily we offered the trust to the heavens and the earth and the mountains, but they refused to bear it and were afraid of it. But man, Bore it. Indeed, he is capable of being unjust to and neglectful of himself. So trust here is the law of the Holy Quran and man signifying the perfect man. So meaning the Holy Prophet of Islam. So the verse would mean that of, among all the dwellers of the heavens and the earth and all the great men and the leaders of thought, the Holy Prophet alone was found to be able of being entrusted with the revelation of the most perfect and final law, which is the Holy Quran. Because no other man or being was endowed with great qualities which were essential for the full and adequate discharge of this great responsibility. Hmm. But you know, some and I think I think as as being a person of faith and a person of the Muslim faith, I mean being a Muslim, you know, we will look at the example of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him as you know as that person who we all aspire to be but some people might say you know this was 1400 years ago what's the relevance and significance today holy prophet has left us with his sunnah which is his character and the practice which provide us with the solution to things which is still very relevant and significant today he himself stated god has sent me to perfect good manners and to do good deeds as for his being role model for all Muslims throughout the ages, it is because, as his wife, Hadith Aisha, stated, his character was the Holy Quran. Mm. So as we believe that the Holy Quran is valid for every time and every era, so it means the one who is a walking Quran, who was a walking Quran, as also his wife, Aisha, stated. Mm. So this role model of the walking Quran will continue forever. So someone might ask, why? What is what is the benefit of the Holy Quran? So the mm-hmm. Holy Quran in reality is the constitution of life and the source of morality, etiquettes and manners. Mm-hmm. To name just a few. The Holy Quran taught us how to walk. It says, mm-hmm. walk not in the earth haughtily. It taught us how to speak, lower thy, thy voice. It taught us how to look, stretch not thine eyes towards what we had bestowed on others. It taught us how to use our ears and the spinach. The Holy Quran taught us how to eat and to drink, eat and to, and to drink, but exceed not the bounds. It taught us how to speak, speak to men kindly. And it taught us how our gathering should be. Don't backbite one another. So someone who practically applied all of these, which of course I mentioned just the tip of the iceberg, Mm-hmm. So he must be our own model forever. Mm. So every aspect of his life is something that we can we can look at 
um, and, and gain from even today. Yeah. But do, do we have any example that we can, you know, that actually we can follow now, you know, that relates to sort of modern life and modern problems? Uh, Sabia? Um, that's a really good question, I think. Um, <clears throat> you know, as I've mentioned earlier as well, there's, uh, we've mentioned over and over again that how the prophets of God have, have been examples for us to follow. Um, and, you know, there, as you said in your previous question as well, you asked whether <clears throat> something from hundreds and hundreds of years ago could still apply to today. And I think um, we've heard of the examples of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of God be upon him. But there are there are others as well, you know, in the Holy Quran, particularly um, the wife of Pharaoh is also mentioned, um, Asiya, who believed in Moses, peace be upon him, and, and her steadfastness. And there's also the example of Mary, Jesus, uh, Jesus' mother, uh, peace be upon them. Um, and her example of piety and purity as well. And, you know, female examples that are mentioned in the Holy Quran, I think it's really important um, to take note of that. It's not just, um, you know, it's important that there is an example for all of us. Um, I mm. think it's important to remember. And in this modern life, uh, modern problems, as you've asked in this question, I think, what are those modern problems? Is it, is it how to treat women? Is it how to safeguard the rights of, of those who are in need, like children and orphans or those who have disabilities? You know, is it how to tackle climate change? You know, um, I think there are um, there's many modern problems that we can list, as we know, um, even most recently is how do we deal with the pandemic? I think the aforementioned modern problems that you know I've, I've just said, I think that the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, offered counsel on, on these matters you know, to his companions, um, to the society at the time, but also to all of us till the end of time. Um, you know, the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of God be upon him, was sent as a mercy for all of mankind and was chosen by God and entrusted with God's word, the Holy Quran, um, which, as Muslims, we know, is here with answers um, till the end of time. Yeah, yeah, and I think, you know, um, we were talking about the fact that, you know, as as being members of the MD Muslim community, you know, we're really fortunate that we um, have accepted, you know, the Imam of the age, Hazrat Mizrulam Ahmed, peace be upon him, who was the promised Messiah, and Mehdi, who was prophesied to come by the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of God be upon him, in the latter days, and he was going to revive the faith and guide mankind. And he actually perfected his character, how? By following the example of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I think, you know, looking uh, at his life, looking at the examples of his life, um, the, the things that he went through, um, I think, you know, what we see um, is that, you know, he he was, you know, he was able to, to use all of those different examples of the Holy Prophet, um, peace and blessing upon him, the way that he lived his life, and he used those in his own life. And I think what we see today is that many people today who, you know, enter into the fold of Ahmadiyyad, they actually, you know, do so due to the example and the character of the promised Messiah, peace be upon him. And, um, you know, seeing the way that he behaved with others, how he led his life, how, you know, he dealt with tragedy and trials, you know, how he dealt with those that opposed him. You know, there were so many instances in his life from childhood all the way um, until his demise, um, you know, that stand as witness to, you know, his strength of character and his righteousness. Yeah, Reem, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, also I want to mention that we are also fortunate that after the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, after his advent, Khilafat was restored. So we have a living guide, we have Khalifa, mm. you know, who is still among us. And nowadays we have uh, 
the fifth caliph, Hazrat Mirza Masroor Ahmad, may Allah be his helper, who, you know, whose sole purpose is to guide us and to teach us how to uh, discharge our duties towards God Almighty and also towards mankind. So we are lucky to have this living guide among us. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think this is this is the point that we're trying to get to that, you know, that you're, we're talking about the example of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Um, and we're talking about the fact that even in this day and age, we are witness to those individuals who have followed his guidance, followed his character, followed his example, um, and, you know, and, and been able to sort of get to that point where they have that strength of character that we all aspire to. Um, Reem, you had a beautiful point about um, the wife of the Holy Prophet, Hazrat Aisha, um, and what she said about him. Would you just like to end with, with that before we... Yeah, we she said that this? he was the kindest of people and mm. the most generous generous of people, and he was always happy and smiling. So this was the Holy Prophet's character, and he was, by this, not only having inner peace, but also he was spreading peace and happiness around him. I think, and, and I love that. I think that's so beautiful. So I'm really sorry, ladies, but I'm afraid we're going to have to end our discussion here, you know, due to our time constraints. And I'd like to, you know, say thanks now to our producer, Shreen Sheikh um, Anbar, um, and our panel members, um, Reem and Sabiha, for their insightful views today and for opening our eyes as to not only how important strength of character is, you know, when striving for inner peace, but also the need for looking to those positive role models who have a clear sense of moral health, mainly, namely, you know, the prophets of God and those that are close to God. And when following these examples, um, you know, we will not only have inner peace, but like the Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings of God be upon him, we will begin to get, spread that peace and that happiness to all around us as well. So you have been listening to Pathway to Peace show on the Voice of Islam radio. And any of the books or references that we've mentioned in the show today can be found on alislam.org. And please join in our conversation on Twitter with the hashtag VOIPeace. Thank you all for listening and peace be upon you all.